This week's parashat Yitro, which talks about Kabbalat Torah. I want to talk about a point which I think is a very important and deep point. We know a famous Chazal, everybody knows it, and the problem is that we know it since we were little kids. So we have to try to see the same exact Chazal in a deeper way. We all know from our childhood, already in uh, kindergarten, you got the Yemora already told you that when Hashem was deciding which mountain to put the Torah on, to give the Torah on, so all the big mountains came and they wanted that the Torah should be given on them. And then Hashem chose Har Sinai. So we got to understand this Chazal. Because we know that the mountains, these Chazals that tell us that the mountains actually moved from their places and they came to offer themselves that the Torah should be given on it. And then when they were rejected, they went back with a certain boishas ponim. And later Hashem paid them schar for what they did. So let's try to understand Chazal in a deeper way of what actually was transpiring over here. Simply, you would say, that the giving of the Torah, which is the purpose of creation, the giving of the Torah, the Maimed Sinai, should be in the most Kavod HaTorah possible. It's a great revelation. And the Kavod HaTorah should be on the highest and the biggest mountain for sure. So what was HaKadosh Baruch Hu saying? That I want to give it on Har Sinai because the Har Sinai is humble, it's small. Humility is a beautiful thing and it's an important thing. But why is that the criteria to decide to use Har Sinai? At the end of the day, we're giving the Torah, the Kavoda Torah, the Kavoda Shekhinah should be on the biggest mountain. So the Yisoyed that HaKadosh Baruch Hu was teaching us is that humility is not just an important midah and a big mitzvah and a great achievement in life, but it is the keli that's machzik Torah. Which means a person could have, let's say, for example, could have the most expensive whiskey in the world. But it has to have a keli to hold it. If it doesn't have a bottle to hold it, then you will have nothing from it. And there's various kelim in the world that the kelim, each keli is designed to serve a certain purpose that you can have access to the tremendous hashpah that the world has to give you. This Caleb. So you have the bottle, but that's not enough. Then you have a cup, and that's not enough. You need to have a table to put it down on. So in the process of enjoying that tremendous hashpah that the world has to give you, there's various Caleb that are provided that you should be able to couple the hashpah. Ruchlius is the same thing. Hashem wants to be my spirit to you. 
Mashpia to you the Torah. But what is the keli that holds the Torah? The keli that holds the Torah is humility. That's what the lesson is over here. Which is something that we need to understand. Because what does humility have to do with Torah? If you want to tell me Torah, you want to acquire Torah, what's the keli that you need to acquire Torah? Maybe you need to toil. Maybe you need to think. You have to learn skills, techniques of learning. There's many things I could tell you which has to do with chokhmah. Humility is a nice thing. And it's an important thing. Don't get me wrong. But why does that become the keli to hold Torah? That if the human being doesn't have it, he can't hold Torah. It's not the Gaia. It's a Matthias. There's a Gemara that says, what do we know about rain? Rain comes from a high place and it gathers in a low place. That's a certain reality. So too Torah which is comparable to the water, to the rain, comes from a high place and gathers in a low place. The chokhmah gathers in a low place. That's the keli. You can't get around that. You could be a genius. You could have every technique in learning. You could be a London. You could be whatever you want. But the Torah will not stay with you if you do not have humility. Why is that? The insight that I want to develop here is that the very fundamental principle in Torah is that Torah is min hashamayim. Torah comes from heaven. Torah is above us. When we say somebody that's kofir in Torah min hashamayim is considered a kaifer and apikoyers, it doesn't mean that Hashem wants us merely to admit to a historical event that took place once upon a time. It's not what it means. You can admit to the historical event, but you still do not believe that the Torah is something that's from above that you're learning. Torah of Shemaim is a certain attitude you have when you approach Torah. That I am a person, and I'm being connected with aboveness, and the rotten Hashem, Hashem's will is being this gala to me, and it wants something from me that maybe my conventional wisdom doesn't see it that way. It's asking me to change. It's asking me to connect with aboveness. And I have to realize that the Torah is always bigger than me, and smarter than me, and knows more than me. It's my way of connecting with aboveness. To access Torah, in the truest sense of accessing Torah, you have to have humility when you access Torah. Even though you're using your human intellect, even though you're using your, technic- your techniques of learning, and, and all of your talent when you approach the sugya, but the sugya is bigger than you. Torah is endless. It's minashamayim. It's never ending. The more you know it, the more you see it, the more you see in it. The Torah, we say that a person has to learn Torah every day as if it's new. What's new about it? 
What's new about it is that the Torah is talking to you and you are new. So there's a new message to you. When you were 15, you were one guy. When you're 20, you're another guy. When you're 25, you're another guy. The same Torah is talking to you in your situation, with your maturity, with your life. It's talking to you. It's new. But only Torah min HaShamayim can do that. Not Torah that's not from Shamayim can't do that. A basic step in Torah min HaShamayim is that I need to realize it's above me. And that is also an explanation by other Chazals that says regarding Kabbalah Satayr. It says, Vayichan Sham Yisrael neged ahad ki ish echot echot. Which means, Torah was not given to the individual. The Torah was given to the nation as a whole. It's bigger than the human being. And in order to be belonging to a nation as a whole, and realize that I'm only a part of an entity, a greater entity, for a greater thing, that requires humility. You can't do that without humility. Because a person who's egoistic and self-centered, and narcissistic in a way of approach of life, doesn't belong to anything but himself. But it's not shaykh to the yachid. It's bigger than the yachid. It's shaykh to the clown. You have to be meshach shaykh to the clown to be able to be shaykh to carry a package with, from Chamayim which is bigger than you. Bigger than you means that you have to be makniya yourself to the da'at of Torah. And we see that we, a clear thing that the Torah had to be given to us through Moshe Rabbeinu. And part of that process is, There's a certain bitla das that you need to have to Chachmei Yisrael. I don't want to mavakal my das to nobody. But the, the metzias of how Torah is given is nimsar mirav letalmud. That's the metzias. You can't access the aboveness. You need someone in the middle. You need someone in the middle to access it. I'm going to be machnir myself to another human being? You're joking? But the essence of Torah was given that way. If you don't have humility, you have no shaykhs to the thing. There's another chazal that says that the reason why Hashem, the goyim, complained, they went to Bil'am, and they complained, why the Jews getting this love from Hashem? And he said, go bring your shtar yichus. Show me your family life. The Jewish people, they have family life. They have yichus. Their lineage is clean. And yichus also says, there's a bigger purpose than myself. I am part of a link in a chain. It's not about my typhus and my fantasies. It is about a bigger picture than myself. That's humility. That's the bigger picture. Otherwise, you have no shaykhs to Kabbalah Satari. You have nothing to do with it. At best, it's maybe a Chochmah Ba'alma, and you shrink the godless of Torah to your tiny brain. I don't care how smart you are, but your brain is not that smart. And you shrink the whole Torah to your littleness. And you say, I got the whole Torah. I know how chazakas work. I know how this works. I have the whole Torah. 
Because it's, you shrunk it to your brain. It's much bigger than your brain. It's much bigger than you. You think you know Chazaka? Learn it again. Hasmata Chazara, learn it again. It's an endless process. It's bigger than you. And it's talking to you. And it's telling you things that by you are a Kiddush. And you have to have humility to be able to change and to break yourself. And to become something different. If you go in my chukim, where you going? Because going means by definition I left point A and I went to point B. You know, you're not there anymore. That means if I learn Torah, it's supposed to move me from point A to point B. If I'm still standing at point A, and I'm saying my svaris, but I'm still standing at point A, then I didn't recognize that Torah is minashamayim. I got to understand that. If I'm learning year, two, three years, where's the going? Are you changing? Well, you're still sitting in all your littleness, but you happen to be getting sharper in lumbness than you're not learning. But I'm not going to change. I don't change. I am who I am. I have my life figured out. I can have an iPhone. I can have Spotify. I can have this. And I learn. I don't change. I have my religion. People have their own religion, by the way. Like Friday, no, that's not part of Judaism. You know, that's its own thing. That's for Hasidim, maybe. Hasidim, I don't move. I have my own religion. But I, I get sharper in learning. No problem. Then your Torah is not in Because your Torah is supposed to be telling you something that you need to do. And we got a big problem with this. Our society's got a big, huge problem with this. Because the more I am self-centered, the less I see Hashem. So then my Torah is also my Torah. It's my Torah. It says, If your Rebbe is like a Malach, go study by him. What does it mean your Rebbe is a Malach? When you find a Malach, let me know. I'd like to go study by him too. What does it mean your Rebbe is a Malach? Malach means he's a Shaliach. Shluchoi Shalodom Kemoisai. You have to feel that he's telling you Hashem's Torah. Not telling you his Torah. He's telling you Hashem's Torah. We are trying to convey Hashem's Torah. He is the only Melamed Torah Lama Yisrael. And Hashem's Torah is bigger than us. Way bigger than us. In our universe today, in our world today, Beginning from technology has created us that everything has to be tailor-made to us. We don't change an iota. And let me tell you something. There's a new thing out there. You have to ask Jacob Aboxas if you want all the details. It's called the metaverse. The metaverse is the newest destruction. If you think that we lost young boys, Bachrim, and young girls to, in cyberspace, that they're lost somewhere in the space, then the metaverse, we're going to lose a lot more. The metaverse, I have a lot to talk about. I'm not going to go into the whole thing, but regarding this point, I create a fake Dimian world, and I am the king of that world. 
and I'm going to wear what I pick, and I'm going to dress and drive and have my house exactly how I like it. Everything is virtual. It's a virtual reality. It's not real. But I bring everything around me in the perfect state, the way I like it, the way I visualize it, the way I feel it. Till today, we have a problem. Today, with the iPhone, you could see Arayot. But it's like looking through a window. Tomorrow, you will experience it in the metaverse. Then we really cooked. Today, we only see it. Tomorrow, you experience it. It's the most dangerous thing in the world. It's creating a world of fantasy. The whole thing is fantasy. I buy a piece of real estate for a million dollars because this guy, who's a wealthy, famous person, owns a piece of real estate. If you go there, you won't see anything. The whole thing is a fabrication of the imagination. So we have, we are taking Gimeon, which is diametrically opposes Torah, living in Gimeon, and it became such a reality that it's worth millions of dollars. Gimeon, fantasy, a fake thing, not a real thing. The metaverse is going to serve as a barrier to the Torahverse. Not again. You will not see Hashem. Everything is around you. This is a problem. We need to understand that Shayachut to Torah. We have to live in a place of reality, not in a place of fantasy. And in the place of reality, you have to work on yourself. You have to change. You have to change your midot. You have to be able to be a savlan. You have to be able to be a anam. You have to be able to give. You have to be able to do things for other people. You have to break your ratzon for the ratzon of other people. That's the real world. The real world is change. The real world is not everything comfortable exactly how my fantasy sees it. My marriage is not built on fantasy. We live in real world. And in the real world, Hashem tells us what we need to do. Even though it's not the most geschmack and zach in the belt all the time. That's the real world. To have shaykhs to tell you, you have to live in the real world. You have to be humble. You have to be able to accept from your Rebbe. You want to go somewhere. You want to go on a trip. You want to have this. You want to have that. And, and then the Rebbe tells you that that's not good for you. Who's he to tell me? If he's masbid to me exactly his swarah, and I'm pumped makabal what he says, then I'll listen, because then I decided. So basically, you want your Rebbe, who is a lot smarter than you, and knows a lot more than you, to become as dumb as you. <laughs> That's very nice of you. Either you think you're an Eloi, or you think you want him to be a dummy. You know? A guy once called me in the middle of Corona. He says, it doesn't make sense. Everything doesn't make sense. How could this be happening? How could that be happening? So I said to him, I said, so what would you like? Would you like Hashem to run a universe that totally makes sense to you every single thing that Hashem does? He said, 100%. I said, well, I don't want to serve that God because then he's as dumb as you. <laughs> you understand? But the guy of this generation doesn't understand that. What do you mean? The Rabbi Islam has the chutzpah to do something without letting me know before, you know? Who's he? 
You know, there's a kasha in the Mephoshim. They ask, when it says, Hashem told Moshe Rabbeinu, don't go uh, directly. Derech Eretz Pilishtim, ki karov hu, ki amar elokim, penyin ahem ahem berotam al-chama v'sha'am So the Mephoshim asks, since when does Hashem is Megala? His cheshboinus in the Torah. What's going on here? So I once was saying this over, and some kid from today's generation tells me, what's so schmeh? <laughs> I tell you, damn, what's going on over here? If you think we're cracked now, we're getting more cracked. This is not how you approach Torah. If Hashem tells me, go, I go. What do you think? He doesn't know what he's talking about? Rabbi Rucham says, in a mindless somewhere, because you follow the Ebishter. But Hashem understands that a human being cannot accept Gizerat HaKatuvs every second. But he says, if everything is a mishpat, then you reduce the godless of Torah to your brain. So he says, Hashem reveals to us a small chalik of his chachmah, that we can understand a little bit chalik of his chachmah, and then we're supposed to be machni our das to him, and then we accept the Gzeris HaKonsul, because I know he's smarter. Today, there's no such a musag like that. There's no such a musag like that, that we have no shaykhs to Torah. Torah means we have to mavatl das to the Torah. You want a keli, a keli to hold Torah. The keli to hold Torah is another. That's the idea I want to give you today.